Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm Remedial. Hey, George, can you do me a favor? Sure. I left my pile of mashed potatoes upstairs. Could you go get that for me? Uh, I really want to show you what the aliens put in my brain. I have uh, molded it into a big stump of rock and dirt. Nice. Oh, well then, uh, it seems we're on the same page. Guys, we watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, The third in the trilogy, I imagine. Is that what this is? Uh, No, don't we see the first and second kind towards the beginning of the movie? I thought that was a flashback to previous movies, this being the third one. I thought we were doing that thing where we skip to the sequel just to see if it makes sense. Did we not do that? I don't think so. Oh, damn. Well, okay. This is a movie, it turns out, uh, I, Dan, had never seen all the way through. I've seen the beginning. Really? I've seen the end. I've never made it through an entire watch until this, I this s- week. I still haven't seen it all the way through. Oh, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, you know, well, we're recording this late because yeah. the day I tried to watch it, like, I, I don't know, I was really, really tired. So, like, and it's a very, very long movie. So... I would I would like doze off and then wake up and be like oh shit and then just like rewind. And you don't back. know where I rewind you, you back to the last thing that I remember and like start watching again and that happened twice. It's kind of like you were abducted. Like all of a sudden you lost time. I Ooh. might have been. Maybe that's I the might thing, have been. man. Yeah. So I wanted to watch it again, but I didn't have a chance. It's like what is it like two and a half hours? It's pretty long. It's wait. It's a you didn't fi- movie. you didn't watch the whole movie. <laughs> I did. No, okay, I watched okay, it. It was okay. just, you know, it was like in and out of sleep. I was going to say, because this is going to be interesting. Back and forth. And <laughs> I, I, but here's the thing, though. I liked it. Right. Once, I mean, once it got to a certain point, I could, like, there's no way I could not watch it. I was so. It's a movie thing. First of all, I was refreshed from the two naps I had just yes. taken. And then <laughs> what was happening at the end, it was very, like, boom, eyes on it, boom. It's a good movie theater movie. I remember. I thought it was a good sitting in your basement movie. Yeah, but I mean, like seeing it on the big screen, even today, it it it's pretty. Uh, I don't know. It, it's worthy of a screen, definitely. Yes. Well, I've got no complaints about the special effects at the end, but I had some questions about the front part of the movie. Uh, okay. But I think we should let George give us some initial thoughts on the movie. You liked it. It sounds like. Uh, any high points, any low points, anything you want to talk about before we get too far into it? Um, well, I, I have a bunch of questions. Well, I don't want to say a bunch of questions, but like, first of all, what are the kinds? Like there's the third, the first kind, the first second one kind, third kind. I know they're all like different types of interactions with aliens, right? right. Funny you should ask that. I, I put that in my notes just in case this moment came around. Uh, a close encounter of the first kind is a visual sighting of a UFO. Okay. Seemingly less than 500 feet away. Now that is very specific, but that's what the Wikipedia article said. Okay. The second kind is a UFO event in which physical effect is alleged. So it could be the malfunctioning of a vehicle or electronic device. Animals reacting to the presence. Uh, okay. physiological effects such as paralysis or heat. Some, you know, sunburn. So yeah, you get maybe. your sunburn yeah. at the beginning, you get your record players. Yeah. Those are all second kinds. You get your, okay. your symbol smacking monkeys. Oh man, that's a creepy scene. And then uh, <laughs> yep. the UFO mm-hmm. encounter of the third kind is when Constant. an animated entity is present. So humanoids, robots, 
humans uh, who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. That would include your women with big black eyes that make love to you, like that guy in that documentary I watched. Very large. Uh, <laughs> did you just snore? I did. Wow. I did. It's where I, I Megs was in my in my head, <laughs> yelling yeah. at Dan to stop bringing attention no. to it. <laughs> love and saucers. Sound like, uh, that love sounds like saucers. a close encounter of the third base kind, if I will. Uh, the third base kind, he Boom. said. Third it's actually more of a fir- fourth base kind, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right. It's like a home hey run, hey run kind. Whoa. How do you say hey now backwards? <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, George, to answer your question, that's what the internet said when I looked it up because I knew that it would come up. Oh, very good. Oh, by the way, Dan, my backwards being played backwards yes it still sounded backwards it sounded like an arnold impression it was pretty sweet <laughs> yeah it was like <laughs> it was pretty creepy so i left it in yeah, yeah that's, that's good, good stuff <laughs> so yeah if you guys haven't listened to the waiting for guffman episode you wouldn't really expect that to transition to an no. alien abduction and lovemaking uh episode oh, but a subplot that's it's a where subplot. we ended up so yeah there was nothing boring 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 about that episode well, that's not our fault. That's that's Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy. They kind of threw that little curveball. They, they bring the, the best out in us yeah. and, and other people. They're too. like, oh, yeah, we got this musical. Oh, and there's an alien abduction story. Well, yeah. I'd much rather Just... have half an episode about alien abduction than half an episode about penis reduction surgery. Yes. So, <laughs> Which you're welcome kind of the same. to our audience. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we had that discussion. Dan just cut it out. So I mean, yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, for the for sake time. of our listeners and for time, yes. Uh, guys, speaking of Guffman, my mind was blown a little bit when Bob Balaban or Balaban or however you uh, pronounce his last name, uh, David in this movie showed up and I went, oh my God, it's the guy from Guffman. That's weird. George, did you recognize the guy from oh, Guffman being in this sorry. movie? Cause I bet you didn't No, He was one of the scientists. No. So the music director. The music director from, from Guffman. Guffman. Oh. The scientist, the beginning of the movie. And Not the French the guy, but the guy that was, yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah, translating yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. the French guy. Yep, the translator. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay, guys. <laughs> this is a very well-made movie. It's a classic. But what a cheat to have expositional French translator guy who then later on just grows this, like, Batman-like, you know, good thing I threw the shark repellent in my helicopter kind of thing where he's like, mm-hmm. before I spoke French, I also used to do maps. And it's just like, oh my God. Mm. Okay. And then in the third mm. act, he's going to do somersaults because he used to be a gymnast and it just happens to be, it's like, it's super cheat to just like add that ability. It's fine. It's fine. Well, it was it's good, good that Dreyfus was also a sculptor. I mean, yes. Yeah. Convenient. Mm. Convenient. Convenient. I actually, when did this come out? 77? So I probably saw it when I was maybe six or seven. And I remember sculpting that thing in my mashed potatoes. <laughs> so shout out to Richard Dreyfus. It's not easy to I do. Thought, I thought it was really cool how they incorporated the fact that he knew what all sides of it looked like. Mm. Because that's how, like, he's a sculptor. He kind of, like, understands things that way. Right. And so, like, everyone else was just, like, drawing it on a piece of paper because, like, that's the best they could do. But he was, like, yeah. Plus, I think his contact was more drawn out than the other people's contact, other than the little boy. Like, he he was basically mentally attacked at that train crossing 
for a good what five six minutes that that went on which was kind of cool yeah. when that when that spaceship came up behind the car i remember watching that for the first time back then yes the genius of spielberg to do the first car coming yes and then pull around and then you think it's just another car and then it lifts upwards i was like yes, yes that's pretty sweet. it's so spielberg yeah. this whole movie is so spielberg yes i love it and so you caught it with Steven Spielberg. That's good. You know, I had to make sure that you read the credits. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in the beginning. Did you catch uh, Anthony Michael Hall? Uh, who's Anthony Michael Hall? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Russ? Isn't he the guy from uh... <laughs> Everything We've Watched? <laughs> he managed to pop up in Guffman. As a statue for some reason, yeah. like he's in everything he was, we've watched. He recently. was rushed. He was Russ in Vacation. Uh, he's uh, Gary and Gary. Yes, he was Gary. Yeah, <laughs> evil dies that. tonight. He, you I know mean, what? We need to get him on the show just so we can <laughs> let him know that you have to be explained every freaking time that we say his name. And he's like, yeah, when we icon, introduce him, but, George will be like, okay, now hold on, who are you again? <laughs> so what was he in now? What? Uh, no, he's not. And then the he's next not. movie that we watch with him in it, you guys are going to be like, the the guy that we had on the podcast, remember him? <laughs> right. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, no, I kind of remember that, movie. yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, oh, he's not in this movie. But someone is in this movie who I love. Who's that? Um, Dreyfus's wife in this movie is Terry Gar. Mm-hmm. Who you, did you recognize her? Mm, nope. <laughs> She is the Roland Z. Hay assistant uh, in Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. And Michael Keaton's wife in Mr. Mom. I don't know if you saw that. I never saw that. Oh, God. Roland <laughs> yes. Z. Hay. So she was, she was enjoyable in this, I think. Well, and this while was Travis a... was enamored with Terry Gar, I probably knew but had forgotten that Melinda Dillon is in this movie. Dillon, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh definitely a case of like i knew her when i was a child as a like older mother figure mm-hmm. from a certain movie so it kind of weirds me out to see her kind of be a babe in this movie yeah she was kind of uh, they kind were of a, pushing the uh, see through envelope in this movie she's a babe <laughs> and i 70s. was weirded out cuz she yeah. should not be a babe she should be what's, an old mom what's the motherly movie you know her from well she's uh the mom in christmas story Oh, that's right, yes. Which, I mean, I now understand why Randy's building shit in his uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That that's right. connects a dot. She, she I didn't know. Story, yeah. Check that out. I was thinking she was like the, uh, she reminded me of the Wallace Stone, who is the mom from E.T. A little bit. This whole movie reminded me of E.T. a little bit. She's got a D. Wallace style thing going on, but she was here first. So really, I guess D. Wallace has a Melinda Dillon thing going on. So, heck of a movie to follow Jaws with, guys. Uh, this Steven Spielberg might be going places. Yeah, he might have. Some yeah, he seems like he's got potential. Up his sleeve and Dreyfus was awesome as usual. Dreyfus. When we were awesome. doing Jaws, and you said you liked him in Jaws, I was like, okay, then he probably will like this movie because he's on point in this film. But my favorite character in this movie, I guess, because he's involved in some most of my favorite scenes, is the little boy. The like Dan was saying, that that first scene where they come to his room, mm-hmm. and in true Spielberg form, he doesn't show you what the kid's seeing. Yep. But you know something's walking around his room. Mm-hmm. Like 
that freaked me out when I was a kid. The that monkey with the symbols, the toys moving, like all yeah. that shit. Very poltergeist. Almost in his room, it was like another part of the house, right? Because he goes into the kitchen and like well, the, it first starts out in his bedroom. Yeah, but there wasn't anything there, was it? The motorized toys were moving around his room. Yeah, and then, and then he the left symbol, his room. Monkey was that was the first thing to go off. Was right. the monkey? But he didn't see anything until he until was he downstairs, the right. right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Which so was creepy. It was a pure second kind situation in his room with the monkey. Yes. Third kind situation when the walker gets in there. Can I tell you what I think about that kid? Please. Yes, do. He's fine. He's a good actor. Glad he's in the movie. But everything involved in his abduction, like, it hit that wrong button for me, that, like, ugh, kid in danger. And it made the movie, like, unpleasant to watch for a little while. I think that was the point. I know. Because there's no way to really make it scary. It's the same thing in Jurassic Park. Like, the kids never get hurt. But they put them in situations where it, it just makes you uneasy because it's a kid. Like It's just like when, a, when an animal gets hurt in a movie, you get all pissed off. You can see five people get this, like slaughtered with a machete in a Jason movie, and you're like, oh, that was cool. I wish he would have strung them up first. But then you see a dog... <laughs> You see a dog get killed by a, you know, get run over in the street in a Benji movie and you're crying for like four hours. Yeah. So I think that that was done on purpose. It was the same thing with the little girl in Poltergeist. She was always in a situation where you felt uncomfortable and you saw the danger, but she was never really hurt. This kid wasn't hurt. It just was creepy to see them take him from his house. And that, those scenes are so awesome. And I don't know, you'll have to see it a couple times to really catch the subtleties like you can see in the wide screenshots of the outdoors you can see those things flying in and out like you could see like moving lights you know they're that they're up there Mm -hmm. and that they're come when they come and get him and then when the clouds are billowing away like spielberg was smart enough to really make sure that the the activity of the ufos you're seeing first second and third kind sometimes in the same scene which was sweet, because when you're younger, you don't see that. You're just thinking, this kid's getting pulled out the dog door. That scene where he opens the front door, and like the whole yard is just engulfed in light. No, every... Like... Yeah, every encounter was like... I don't want to say like drawn out, but like step by step. One, yeah. two, three. Like, it always goes in that order, obviously, but like, it's made a point. That if, it, there's... if it was a horror movie, you would have gotten a lot of third kind jump scares. Right, and there was not, and there wasn't wasn't any of that. That wasn't it, because even the third kind situation, you don't see the aliens. So it's like, uh, we, I don't know if you saw, uh, what's the one that Shyamalan made? Uh, Signs. The signs. Yeah, he made signs. There's a lot of creepy. You know that I saw that movie, Travis. I couldn't remember if you. You know that I hate that movie. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Hate that. I do remember you talking about it. But the creepy parts, the before the ending mm-hmm. like the small slight reveals the shadowy figure on the roof yes that's straight out of this the movie. videos on the yeah, news the, of the, like something moving the sasquatch, like, yeah the like, sasquatch what? walk like yeah. all that stuff is straight out of this movie and Shyamalan is clearly a fan of this movie yeah because he borrowed a shit ton of stuff for, for that but he didn't successfully do what Spielberg could do like that ending as hokey as it is it's still Grand. It's still like epic. It's everything you can ask for. Right. I feel like right. But it was kind of 
it was 70s corny. And this came out the same year Star Wars came out. So it's like Spielberg and Lucas are like going at it with these two movies. Can I just say that Spielberg won? Well, yeah, because he took a serious approach. He didn't do... Lucas made a Star Star Trek type world building thing. This was more like uh, Jaws with aliens. Yes. And even yeah, the Jaws score for a little bit there. Da da. Da da. I was like, oh. Third kind. There it is. <laughs> Third kind. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, before we forget, uh, one other guy who's in this movie that doesn't play a huge role, but he's there. Uh, friend of the show. Robert's Blossom. What a weird fucking name that guy has, by the way. Uh, Whoa. Friend of the show. He was show. on Christine. Do you remember that, George? He sold yes. Christine to the to the boy. Yeah. He's also in Home Alone. Yes. Yes. He's here yeah, for he some keeps reason. popping up. What is he yeah. doing on our show? So great when he's sitting there whistling and then he gives that kid the wink. Like Yeah. <laughs> like I felt so good. Like I'm like, oh, this guy's got stories. I want to hear them. Yeah. Uh you know, the all that stuff outside by the, out by the road with all the Basically tailgating. In Philly, that would be tailgating. <laughs> just kind of hanging out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever whenever the Not, cool shit happens, we're just going to sit here tail, and drink. Tailgating in the sense of uh, hanging out and just... Waiting. Being. Yeah, being. Not like tailgating, like following too closely in your car. Right. <laughs> so. Partying <laughs> until the event happens. Yes. 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 Hanging out until... And sometimes you don't even have a ticket for the game. You just sit no, in the parking lot. Some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what that was. Exactly. I'm sure it happens in KC. Go Chiefs. Oh, we uh, we know how to tailgate. What's up? Go Chefs. Go Chefs. Go Chefs. I think hey. the Bills fans are the best at tailgating. <laughs> well, they're the <laughs> best at table breaking, that's for sure. <laughs> they, I thought, I, it was a while ago, a couple of years ago, but they did like a blood alcohol uh, test at right. game time for all the fans of all the teams, and the Bills were the highest. Well, in our city, they literally <laughs> try not to have Monday night football games because they know that people are taking off work. They're going to tailgate from 3 in the morning all the way up to game time at 9 yeah. p.m. And they will uh, be shit-faced yeah. to, no, to no end. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But it's kind of both. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. you remember when we watched Batman Returns? George, mm-hmm. do you remember that mm-hmm. we watched a movie called Batman Returns? Yes. Okay, good. Just making sure you're with me here. Uh, yes, I, I liked it. There's that scene where Selena Kyle destroys her apartment. And I told you, for mm. whatever reason, that scene upsets me. Every time I watch it, it's just uncomfortable to watch. Okay. Got that same feeling when Dreyfus was throwing plants into his house. <laughs> I mean, the whole time, I was just, and it just kept going. And I was like, I don't really like this movie. This movie makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. Oh, I think that the uncomfortableness is... On purpose supposed to be there i guess but i just don't I find don't, that to be a pleasant feeling not, i i hear you and i when i'm watching movies generally i don't feel much right yeah. so sometimes that feeling the you know you're the feeling that you're d- describing of being uncomfortable is kind of like the most feeling i ever have in a movie mm. when i'm watching it well yeah because so, you're you're if you're the kind of person that's cynical and you're not I really like, surprised by I stuff. I like that. When a movie yeah. makes me feel something, even if it's that, yeah. it's good. 
See, it I, means it's it means it's effective. I kept thinking, you know, even though <laughs> when I'm watching this movie, it proves that Spielberg directed the Poltergeist movie <laughs> because <laughs> every there is so much shit in this movie that was redone in Poltergeist with the, you know, just like you said, that uncomfortable chaos that is set in a safe environment. Like that yeah. that's how I took it. Like he's he's losing his shit from the get go. So like even when he's when he comes home and he wakes everybody up and he's like, Let's go. I'm showing you some shit because yeah. this is what I just experienced and I need I need to experience this with you. Like she's flirting with him, she's trying to kiss him and he's just keeps looking up and all that stuff. Like even in that moment, that intimate moment that everybody who has a wife would have in that situation his mind is chaotic and that's the beginning of it. Yeah. So him flipping out and sculpting his mashed potatoes and then throwing trees into his house. Like to me, I never was uncomfortable by it because it was just solidifying that the guy is, was established in the beginning as pretty sane, you know, foreman, you know, for the electrical grid or whatever it was he was. And now he's losing his shit with a half a sunburn. And we're all sitting there going, okay, that kid just got abducted. The mom knows it. All this shit's real. You killed them animals. <laughs> you don't yeah. need those gas masks. And you're making him insane when he's completely right. And yes. that, to me, that's that's the movie. It's, uh, yeah, it, it makes you think twice about uh, dismissing the crazy people in your life, doesn't it? No, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Dan's, Dan's like, like no. Dan's going to cut all this Dan, out. Dan's like, I'm going to keep my gas mask on. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, because I know that Cal, he was alive yesterday. <laughs> yeah, how did the birds die in the cage? Because remember how like their birds were alive all the way up the mountain? Yeah. And then like they finally get out of the car and like the, I don't know, the government agents like take the bird cage out of the car. The birds are dead. I don't know. Did I just imagine that? No. No, I think I have. I did that. I did that to a squirrel once, <laughs> <laughs> by accident. Did the agents kill the birds and then take? Th- I don't know. They didn't have time I to don't... kill the bird, if I remember right. And that was a thing where That's I thought, is I'm that thinking. a cheat? You know, is that going to be a cheat where they like, yeah, the bird died, so the audience believes that the gas is still a problem. That that mm. is That's where I was. That's a cheat. Is that a cheat? We got to get Spielberg on here so Dan can. Is it a guess that actually kills birds but not people? Maybe, maybe it's a lower lower level where it's not killing people, but But it did kill the birds. birds. That could be. I don't know. But there wasn't any guess at all. Birds, right? I mean, right. Birds. Let's not assume anything. Yeah, that's true. There's people that do believe that. (laughs) We're just asking questions, guys. I know when I had my Ultima. I put a squirrel cage in my trunk to let the squirrel go in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I drove 35 minutes to my work. And when I opened the trunk and I took the cage out and I opened the cage, the squirrel did not run out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he, I went outside at lunch and that squirrel had crawled about 10 feet from the cage. Oh my oh. God. So apparently I had a carbon monoxide leak into my trunk from oh my God. the exhaust, right? No, I th- but it I didn't don't... kill me. It did not kill the squirrel. He eventually made it out. But he was gassed for a while. He was not I don't think that's how carbon monoxide works. I think 
I think if it was leaking in the, the trunk and there was yeah, no exit. Yeah, but I don't think that you get slow before you die. I think you just keel over at some point. You feel fine, then you feel woozy, and all of a sudden I don't you're know. dead. I didn't do the science. All I know is I opened the fucking cage and the thing did not run. Okay. And then I tapped I think him and may, he looked th- at me like, dude, I ain't going anywhere. I think it may have been, you know... Uh, <laughs> Shock? Hungry or thirsty? I didn't drive to Maine. I I drove to like 20 minutes. Motion sickness? I don't know. I don't think it was carbon monoxide, but... That's neither here nor there. I almost killed the squirrel that way. I'm no (laughs) scientist. I think what you did to that squirrel was horrendous. It's not Um, on purpose. I think that uh, we should call... PETA. All kinds of organizations that should shame you for this. Call the FDA. Um, (laughs) All right, what else we got, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, so again, I've seen the end of this movie. I've seen the beginning of this movie. I have not seen this whole movie until this week. And then the news is playing. And I'm like, oh, this is a cute little device. TV looks great. You know, sometimes TVs look kind of sketch in these 70s movies as they try green screen effects and other things because they couldn't, whatever. Looks great. TV's good. He's working on the statue thing. And then there's a fucking train derailment Mm. to cover up the aliens (laughs) and i just i heard like the brakes screeching in the back of my head like wait what (laughs) (laughs) nothing to see here i was like man first we had aliens then we had a train derail hmm now we have train derailment and then aliens hmm. listen (laughs) hey i'm just asking questions i'm life imitating arts I think life. that's I think yeah. that's probably what it is. Um but yeah, that's interesting. I'm just saying if you're in East Palestine, Ohio, keep an eye to the sky. See what's up yeah. there. Hmm. 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 Um Do you guys want to have a real discussion about aliens? I don't know. Like where do we all stand with aliens? <sighs> like, I Travis, do you think Aliens exist. I'm in a in between where it it's possible. I mean, we, for us to be the only thing here is kind of egotistical. Okay, but there's also a discussion of are are there aliens or are they more or less transdimensional beings, which would make them more demon, not alien. Uh, okay. so I don't know. Well, all right, that, I don't necessarily goes. agree with multi-dimensional beings being, yeah. uh, but ha- aliens, having a moral value. There's so many freaking planets and solar systems. You'd be stupid. So you're thinking think. there's got to be other life know. out there. There has to be, but are okay. they coming here? I don't know. Why? Would okay, they? good. Easy enough. Do, yeah. do you think that? So obviously, you don't think that uh, beings from another place have ever visited our planet. Likely not. I'm not saying that's not likely. I'm saying that's possible. They, they could have done it millions of years ago. They could have been the start of us. I don't know. I mean, okay. What do you? What do you? It, it's endless. The thoughts. I think that aliens definitely exist, and I think that they've never been here because they haven't. Because they don't see any intelligent life on the planet. Right. <laughs> it's probably the explanation. You might be right. <laughs> I'm doing my George Bush face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Dan? You know, I am often the scully to you guys as Mulder. Uh, I am pretty skeptical. 
Re- really, Clark? <laughs> you know, the thing is, uh, there very well could be a life very similar to human life elsewhere in this existence. Uh, the thing I think, it's a human assumption, it's a human bias, and I think it really would, you have to take a step back to even consider it, but human understanding of the scale of life is very human-centric, right? Mm-hmm. took us thousands True. of years to even realize that there could be things microscopic because they were too small to see, so how could they even exist? And I'm looking at, you know, modern, you know, chemistry models of atoms looking very similar to astrological models of mm-hmm. galaxies. And so, you know, we could exist as like, a you know, a microbe on the testicle of the smallest little bit of, you know, some giant being a scale so big we can't even presume it. So who it's knows? Like man. The, the quantum realm. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it's kind of like the end of Man in Black. Man yeah, in Black. I don't really Black. worry so much about it, which I've never you seen. You know, uh, the things that we keep seeing on the news are, I would presume, to be just technological attempts by our, you know, friends and also rivals, um, experiments and tech stuff. I mean, I like that people point out that after Roswell, our technology seems to have exploded mm-hmm. in development really quickly, but. There was also a giant world war in which we stole all the science from all the other countries and combined it into our science. So maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, we did split an atom during mm-hmm. that war many times. So we were it's not like we were just waiting around for the aliens to bring us their tech. We've been working on tech forever. So mm-hmm. uh, long answer, short answer, eh, I don't know. I do, uh, I think this came out once in the show before, but I do enjoy creatively when they kind of intermingle alien contact with ancient civilization and how advanced oh yeah like i know people that 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 say and they're not even joking aliens built the pyramids period like there's no way i i personally don't agree with that but when i see it done in a certain like the movie Stargate kind of touches on it, and even Alien Aliens versus Predator, they kind of show you that the step pyramids yeah, the are landing, they're landing that. pads for ships. So it's like in Stargate, they show the pyramid of Giza, and the ship lands right over top of it. So it's like a landing pad for yeah. the ship. So it's kind of cool how they handle the how people saw these gods i mean they even do it in thor like thor is a norse god and they wrote stories about thor but in marvel comics they he's an alien he's from another planet called asgard and he came here so the locals met him and called him a god because he had all these powers because he was an alien right so it's like when you associate that or you associate egyptian gods and all that stuff in stargate they kind of show you how they got that imagery Lizard people. Either or. Lizard people did it. Hey, man. I, I can see it either uh, way. Stonehenge, right? Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's in Halloween 3. And not Stonehenge. the 18-inch <laughs> Stonehenge either. Right. The 18-foot no, not... Stonehenge. <laughs> no, Stonehenge. we're not good. 
No one had yeah. fucking doing Stonehenge. <laughs> I enjoy that stuff. Like, I, I could sit up till four in the morning and watch all kinds of documentaries on, you know, ancient aliens. Well, it's I've amazing. got like, just the it. documentary for you, Travis. <laughs> I am not watching alien porn. <laughs> it is not <laughs> alien porn. <laughs> Interspatial erotica. Nice. Wasn't there, uh, like, a civilization where they found evidence of, like, a... A nuclear blast but it was from like thousands of years ago mm-hmm. and they're like what the heck happened here gas leak no I think what they're thinking is like there was a, like we actually had a civilization like a long 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 time mm-hmm. ago and they blew up the whole known world it's with their nuclear technology and hey. then I'm a firm believer in believing that you know planets that look dead are probably, they already had civilizations that came and went. Like, you look at Mars, do we know if there's evidence of people, like, maybe not people, but inhabitants of that planet Life. that are now gone. So, Or maybe they were never there, and we just implanted that memory into our brains. That's possible, too. Cynical Dan. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Could just be a little recall, you know, of the total variety. The what of the what? Total recall, Close. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My name is not Quid. Sorry, when you made that reference, Travis was like moving his microphone, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like just trying to get his chair My away from the back was wall. rubbing on the piano again. Yeah. <laughs> and it was making that <laughs> sound. Sure, yeah. that so was your back. Hear, right. Yeah. If you hear back. that <laughs> in the background, it's just Travis's chair. I watched a, do- a documentary one time where they talked about how water is not a normal substance for Earth. It's alien. And mm. it also talks about how, because it doesn't act like normal molecules. Oh my God, I wish this was a video podcast. The face I just made. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm just saying, like, it was, it was a very interesting how they explain water. Water, fire, air, and dirt, fucking magnets, how do they work? And they say how it's not, it it doesn't react normal. It doesn't do what it should do. It's a unique. And Dan's like, bullshit. It was interesting. Whether it was true or not, I don't know. But it was was interesting. And then they also talk about, I don't know if it was the same one, but they they talk about uh, the octopus and how the octopus is unlike almost any other creature on this planet. Just like I've heard that too. We're unlike any other creature on this planet. Yes, we have similarities but there's no other animal that that's has anything like an octopus that has ever done anything like an octopus or a person so we don't know are they alien are they not i don't know mm. did they come here in a meteorite as a fragment and then whatever i don't know but it's interesting it's interesting hmm. i guess hey you know what else is interesting uh the aliens in this movie looked really good and i didn't expect that it like they look just me. like the aliens from um, Love and something or other, <laughs> Love and Saucers. They it was they were little they were a ren- they were rendition cute. of the Grey's Alien, which was cool. I never, even as a kid, I never liked that really tall one. It seemed strange to me. He well, that was, was the praying mantis one. Yeah, he was like walking like a spider, like crouched down. He actually looked like um like Groot. If Groot was yeah, like, but it, uh, like if he was made out of PVC piping, like yeah. he wasn't, he, there was no definition to him, so it looked weird. Uh, but all the other aliens were cool. The the ones that came out in 
picked Dreyfus and took him up were mm-hmm. different than the one that came out and did the hand signals. Right. So there, there's at least three different versions of that humanoid on the on that ship. So yeah, I, I was don't a know fan. what that means. I didn't think it would look that good. I was like, you know, it's pre-ET. There's no Carlo Rambaldi, so it's like not going to be as cool and Italian, but it was still good, and I appreciated it because it they could have really like lost me at the end with all the music stuff. I was already kind of like checking out, like, okay, this is weird. Kind of reminds me of Independence Day when all of a sudden Apple laptops are compatible with whatever you know the aliens are using for that ending to work. I was like, okay, our synthesizers and they're me. Okay, we're me. Okay, like, but then the but alien kinda, came out. I was like, oh, that's tight. That's cool, alien. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> plays into the same mentality as like contact and all that stuff. Like we for decades have been sending out signals, TV shows. Radio shows. Didn't they just receive a signal from outer space? I guess, but I, I, I thought know I saw an article that said they just they received like a radio transmission from. They've outer been space. receiving something. They yes. can't. They don't know. They, they don't know, know how to. Origins. They don't know what to do with it. Right. Basically, but we have been sending out that maybe not that musical, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rendition bleep blorps. Yeah, but it's like we've been sending stuff out, and it it was neat to see them use it back like to us like they mm. i don't know it, to me it was it was kind of sloppy it was actually tighter in independence day that whole uh never saw it okay well that at least in independence day it was more of they were using our satellites to communicate with each other the aliens yeah you would think that an alien uh like obviously we're assuming the aliens are smarter than us because they're here and we're not there. Right. So you would you would assume that aliens would be able to figure out what we're doing with our technology and use it to communicate with us. Right. And right? I think that's where Dan misses the boat on that movie. Like, I don't think it was the computers were compatible with the aliens' ships. I think because they were using our satellites, our guys were communicating through our satellites. And... They weren't connecting. Well, but like, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it because if George hasn't seen it, right. we'll have to talk about it. But there's some very specific things that he notes that tells me that he's at least receiving their signal in a way that he's able to interpret their data somehow. Okay. And then there's also his ability to later affect their system with his, and it requires some level of compatibility. Right. Well, they know they don't really hammer home that he's using sending our signals through the satellite. So I don't know, like you're saying, they it was sloppy in the sense that you're thinking that he was actually connecting to them, and I don't think he was. Ooh, put a pin in that, save it for the pod. Yeah, let's talk about it, yeah. Yeah, watch that again, it's been a while. <laughs> oh man, I will put not go in quietly into the night. for the pod. <laughs> I will not go vanish without a fight. <laughs> so We're good. gonna live on. I love that movie. It's It's fine. It's it's a good popcorn fine. film. Saw it at the drive-in when I was a kid. It was good. I was working at the theater when it came out. I probably watched it twice a day. Yeah, I believe it. It was good. Like most of the parts, not the whole movie. The good parts. <sighs> I was not aware you never saw this movie, Dad. Kind of disappointed. Well, you know, it's I've kinda, owned it kinda forever. Kinda classic. And I, 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 I know I've seen the end, and I know I've started seeing the beginning. I just, I guess, I always kind of petered out and never finished it. 
mm. which is on me, but it is a little long and the middle is a little slow. Like there, this is not one I'm going to revisit the whole movie uh, often, but I will, like you always say, skip to the good parts. There might be some parts that yeah, I pop on It's, it's a good again. DVD to own because you can hit the chapters. Yeah. I think I'm going to probably watch the whole thing again. I really like the guys. It's the kind of movie where it makes me want to put a theater in my house and watch it. Yeah, I really theater. liked it. Like yeah. if I had a home theater, like I yeah. like you know whatever. This this might be like the first movie I put on. You might want to road trip down to KC, man. We'll do it. Yeah, uh, that would make me watch it again. I would watch it with you guys. <laughs> I was gonna say Dan will go get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just text me when it gets this. to the good part, yeah, and I'll pop down. <laughs> Once you start seeing hand signals, just give me a call. He'll go upstairs and start making chili. <laughs> something. Mm, chili. Come back in it two hours later. Oh, oh the good part. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, that scene that we brought up earlier with the little kid, with the not the not the time he's abducted, but the first time. Where yeah, he's the, almost abducted. The creepy yeah, part at yeah. the beginning. The yeah. first and second time. Mm-hmm. Kind. Um. Apparently, Spielberg. Kind of, I don't want to say he improv that, but the kid did not. The kid was actually sleeping, mm. and they started cameras. Oh, and they, they started doing that, and he woke up, and shit was like. He said there was like because I watched an interview with the the grown up. He's now like he's my age. The grown up version of the kid of the kid the the adult that played the kid. And he was saying how he woke up and there was like 30 crewmen just kind of hovering over his bed and they had the, the camera on him and he just kind of, his reactions are real, mm. which was kind of neat. And then everything started happening around him. So I think, I don't know, I would love to see Spielberg talk about it, see if he like gave him notes before, like what the scene was going to be, or if they actually like on the spot created that scene and it's not in the script. Sounds a little bit like child abuse, DBH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we punished this kid for five minutes and we used it in the film. It was great. I don't uh, know. That sounds a little rough. They they all seem to say that he was very fatherly and made sure that they were safe at all times. So I don't know. I don't know. This this kid said, and uh, who's the kid that plays Short Round? He just got nominated for an Oscar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that kid from Goonies, right? His name he, Goonies. Yeah, he was in Goonies as well. But he he speaks very highly of Spielberg. So just saying. There you go. Well, I guess we should tell George what we're watching next week. Well, first, what would you you would give this what? How many how many George thumbs up? Three, three out of three. Uh, three I out only of three. have three thumbs, so you this have is three a, thumbs. This is a three <laughs> thumbs up. Which part? Oh, right, the what's the third thumbs? I forgot. Oh. Hey now, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna put my third thumb three up. Three thumbs up, okay. <laughs> wow, man, oh man, oh Shevitz. I know. I mean, I, I. It it was really, really good, guys. Mm. Cool. I think that, I, I mean, the longer movies, people complain about them being long and slow, but, like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like you need time to establish people and characters yeah. and things to make you care about what the heck happens in the third act. All the movies that I like are generally long. Like, all my favorite movies are right. long. Not so, so much long, but... Very story driven. Yeah. Like to me, you sit down and watch a Road to Perdition. That's what I was. You don't thinking. want it to Road be to an hour, very long, an hour and a half. You want but it, it needs to be right. This needed to be long. It you know you needed you needed needed the development there. Yeah, the gradual insanities. You know, it, to me, 
you don't want to do that in five minutes. Right. And then, like, I'm thinking also, like, like the King Kong remake. Yeah. It's very long, but... It's three movies. They need... Yeah. they. <laughs> I mean, you need to take time for these things. Yeah. So, I, I thought it was a very good movie. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, nine out of ten, nine and a half But you're of also 10, not... Very you're good. not creeped out by, you know, room demolition and child abuse, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and especially and things that make me feel uncomfortable or sen- movies that make me feel anything at all are generally like in the 9s. Yeah. Out of 10. Sweet. It's really good. I'm going to watch yeah, it I'm again. I'm going to watch it again too. Once I find it on DVD. Yeah, when you find it let me know cuz yeah. I don't want to pay for it again. But <laughs> actually I might just buy my own DVD. That's how good it is, so. If I find mine, you can have it. Absolutely. And there are multiple cuts available on the Blu-ray. Yes, there are. Uh, I don't know enough about them to tell you which one is the best. So we watched the regular cut, the original theatrical version, but there are five or ten minutes floating around that you could add to your movie, and maybe it's the make-or-break five minutes. I don't know. I honestly thought that the version I watched was the extended, because I never remembered the opening scene being the World War II planes being found. Okay. I always remember it starting off with the kid being woken up and the monkey going off. Interesting. So I don't know if I purposely never watched the very beginning. It's very Indiana Jones opening. It does feel like Indiana Jones. It's weirdly aesthetically Um, Indiana Jones. Yeah. And it was hard for me. Maybe I always skipped it when I was a kid because it was, it's hard to follow what they're saying because it's, it's a wind sandstorm. They're screaming. They're screaming in and different languages. We language. all know that you don't like subtitles. So. The subtitles were fine, but they weren't always there. Like they didn't. They weren't there for the old man talking. Right. So it was like, okay, I know what they're saying, but I don't know what he's saying. So I, I maybe it just seemed very. It was chaotic on purpose. Yep. And you know they hammered the correct line down, where it's like you know, this, these have been missing since 1940. Like. That was clear, but a lot of the other stuff wasn't. But I just I thought that was an added scene because I don't remember that scene. You know, it was funny for me in that scene, and uh, Daniel like this because it's about guitar pedals. <laughs> uh, but when the uh, the translator says that he was a cartographer, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, like I like work with maps, yes, make maps. The only reason why I knew what a cartographer was, oh. Was from the, that Matthews effects pedal. The Matthews effects pedal. That's really funny. <laughs> I knew because of Jumanji. Okay. <laughs> the the second movie. But I was like, when they spoon fed you, like the I make maps. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know that. But I was like, well, I wouldn't <laughs> have known that if it weren't for like one really obscure thing. That's funny. Shout yeah. out to Rick Matthews. Yes, yes. In a sense, we're all cartographers. We love maps here because on the show. we love maps. Yes, we're all Dora. Yeah, sure. Instead of maps, (laughs) now we should call that section um, cartography. Cartography just rolls off the tongue. Yes, it does. (laughs) And we could do it in Cartman's voice. I'm the cartographer. I'm the cartographer. I'm the cartographer. (laughs) Yeah, it does not. No, not not as good. All right. Hmm. Well, what are we watching next week? What are we watching Ah. next week? Well, George, I've got a movie to show you. That I don't okay. think Travis has seen. Okay. Mm-mm. And there's really, there's not a ton that I want to tell you ahead of time because I went in completely blind based on who made it and 
that it was available and going in blind was a great experience. So I'm going to keep it in the dark for both of you. Uh, tell you nothing about the movie except what you're watching. You are watching a movie called Nope. 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 Are you familiar with what? a movie called Nope? No. The opposite uh, of Yup. What year? 2022 were... came out last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Last okay. Year. All right. So it should be interesting. It should be interesting. Blind watch for Travis, blind watch for George. And, uh, well, it's not a total blind watch because I, I did see the trailer. So I do know what it is. Or do you? No, I probably don't. Dun, 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 dun. So, yeah. Whoa, you, um, more you did the Captain movie. Chaos version. Dun, dun, dun. Something I've been wanting to watch <laughs> with you guys for a little while, and uh, I'm not going to say anything else about it. So, nice. Check it out. Nope. nope. 2022. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big nope. Uh, is Anthony Michael Hall in it? Ooh, I will never You'll tell. You'll never know. You'll never tell. Hmm. All right, very good. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with Jordan Peele's Nope. <laughs> <laughs>